family life can be both rewarding and frustrating. That is why we are here to strengthen families with quality information and support to meet the many challenges they face. Welcome to In Support of Families. Parents all over the world have been through the same trials that you are facing. Your host, Emma Lou Penrod, is here to help with valuable parenting tips for a happy, orderly home. Today, I'm talking to Will Carlos, and Will is a business coach with a spiritual twist. I had the opportunity to meet him through networking and get to know him better. He has a really interesting approach in how he helps people. Will, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And I'm curious into what led you to become a business coach and how did you end up working mostly with women? Yeah, well, and again, thanks for having me on the show and thanks for letting me to jump right into probably the main question on most women's minds, which is, well, there's two, I think, just from what you shared, what the heck does spiritual twist mean and why the heck is this male coach working predominantly with women? And they're both very, very valid questions. So Believe it or not, I didn't get the second question for the first three years of my practice, even though I was working primarily with women anyway, but I hadn't come out and said that that's what I was doing. I was mostly just, you know, call it attracting or, or, or experiencing that mostly women, around 95% of the people that found me for my work were women. And then I started to put it in my marketing. Then I started to own that. Then I started to allow myself to be seen for that. And then finally, about a year later, uh, women st- a few women came to me and said, hey, 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 what's up with this? Why are, why are you as a man targeting women? And I said, whoa, I'm, I'm not targeting anyone. I'm just recognizing who has naturally found me and then moving in that direction. So uh, that, that hopefully will address that part. And I have a whole three-part blog post series that I put on both on LinkedIn and my website to really address that in detail because it's very important. I think it's really important if, for any man who's looking to work primarily, not ex- not exclusively, but primarily with women. I think that's a very responsible question to, to answer and to ask. And then the next part, the spiritual twist part is, it's actually the other way around. I'm a spiritual uh, coach with a business twist, but it frankly, it sounds better to say a business coach with a spiritual twist. It allows people <laughs> to be curious about what I do. Uh, You know, mindset would be one way that people could describe it. But really what I do is I help my clients to see where are they not in alignment with themselves? Where are they, and this will sound a bit harsh, but where are they lying to themselves? Where are they saying, oh, I really want to work on my business. I really want to be a healer out there in the world and go full time. But really, they're scared to death that someone's going to judge them for not keeping the house more clean. I know that sounds overly simplistic, but that's literally a topic that I've helped at least a dozen clients with. They really have a, a fear of being judged for maybe they'd be a bad mom. Maybe they, their house wouldn't be clean enough. Maybe their mom's going to come over and say, you know, you can't keep a house in a family like this. What do you think you're doing? You're going to lose your family. These are real concerns that a lot of people have. And there are many, many more, but that's just one, one example of the kinds of half-truths that we tell ourselves that hold us back from expressing our full self in an online business. Uh, And most of my clients are related to business, but a lot of personal stuff comes up along that business journey, which, you know, that's more of our focus today. You just touched on something that is so critical, this whole issue of what other people think. Mm. 
And I don't know if it's accurate to say that women are especially vulnerable to this. I'm, I'm sure it affects men too. But this fear of what other people think of us quite often prevents us from pursuing our dreams. The woman who decides she wants to be a doctor, not a nurse. Mm-hmm. That having the gumption. And then you also talked about being honest with yourself. I, I think you hit on a core element there too. Yeah. Just this whole idea of getting all parts of our mind on the same page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm glad you, I'm glad you wanted to hone in on that because I had to go through the, through the same thing and I've gone through it many, many times before, but in identifying that, hey, look, it's about 95% women that come to me for this work. Uh, and then to own that in my messaging and my marketing brought some criticism, not a lot, but it definitely brought some, some uncomfortable conversations. And had Maybe me, <laughs> yeah, and, and had me really question for myself, like, whoa, do I, I, I really got to make sure that I can stand behind this. And after just a little, a very little bit of soul searching, realized, no, 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 I can stand behind this 110%. I feel very passionately about this feel very passionately about the women that are doing incredible work that want to be bigger and bolder in their own way. And they're getting shut down by other people or by themselves. And I'm frankly, quite, quite tired of it. It, it pisses me off that women hold themselves back and hold each other back. And it pisses me off that more men don't stand up for, don't stand for women to be able to be fully expressed. And it breaks my heart that so many incredible women leaders have not had the airtime that they deserve because of all these cultural and uh, societal and religious and historical uh, reasons. And so what I do about it is I work with women and I focus on the issues that most of my clients are facing, especially the imposter complex, which I know we're we're probably going to get into because that's what almost all of my work is about, Um, but especially those aspects of the, the inner workings. And that when we deal with the, the eight elements or the eight, what I call the eight pillars of the imposter complex, and when we deal with them head on and when we're honest with ourselves, then we can say, oh, I really do want to start a business. Or we could say, I really don't want to start a business. I actually really love being the primary caregiver and taking care of the home. And I'm happy to let my partner uh, earn the majority of the income. We can get really honest and we can step out of the societal expectations or family expectations and all the shoulds and the shames and be who we really want to be. So that's that's my whole agenda with my work. Now you just applied a whole different interpretation or a new perspective of the imposter syndrome. I always thought of it as believing, you know, as our business becomes more successful, that we're not good enough, we're not ready for this. But you also explain it could be just a matter of not being honest about who we are or what we really want. Mm. So is this a good time to go into your eight pillars of the imposter syndrome? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so about the not being honest with ourselves, I, th- I think that's what the imposter complex is. And we'll define in a moment imposter complex, imposter syndrome, which one is it? What are, like, what are we really talking about um, in a moment? But not being honest with ourselves, that's the only place that the imposter complex um, can get purchase, so to speak. So when I, when I say purchase, I mean, you know, if you're rock climbing, you need a, enough purchase for a handhold or a foothold. If you don't have a, a purchase on the cliffside, you can't climb. It's the same with the imposter mm-hmm. complex. 
if if you don't give it any space, it can't grow. It can't it can't have anything to do with your life. So when we're anytime that we are dishonest with ourselves or we're telling half truths, when we say things like, "Oh, I'm I'm happy to stay home," or "Oh, I really want to build a business," but we're actually lying to ourselves, um, the imposter complex goes, "Ooh, goody!" You can imagine you can imagine the Grinch. Like, oh, great, they left the door open and he's just going to come in and, and do and make a mess. So anytime that we are telling half-truths, and this comes up a lot with boundaries or people-pleasing, and that's one of the, the pillars, one of the eight pillars. When we're people-pleasing and doing things because someone else wants us to or we think that they want us to, then we just, it's like we've opened up half of our house to the imposter complex. And then we wonder why we start waking up tired. We wonder why we start waking up not really looking forward to the day, or we wonder why it's hard to stand up for ourselves or really own our expression in the world. Well, because half of your energy is taken up with these half truths and they come in slowly and then more and more and more. And again, this goes back to my passion for working with women because I've seen with starting with my mom, um, you know, where women sacrifice themselves for the good of their kids or the good of their family or their community, because it was just expected that that's what women do. Women are the sacrificers. And it was just expected that men do whatever the heck they want to do. Um, and I've, I've noticed that since a young age, and I've never been okay with that. I've never been okay with that the man just gets to, you know, screw off and do <laughs> whatever he wants, frankly. Mm -hmm. And women are left to pick up the mess behind. So that's another, I, yeah, that, that gets into another passion area of mine. But that's another reason why I, I, I think that my soul called me to do this work. I like that expression. Your soul called you to do this work. Hmm. That's powerful. Yeah. And yeah. as you were speaking, I can just see that traditional setting, you know, in the United States, we have this big Thanksgiving meal that's usually it's the women who have worked to prepare it. And then the men go off and watch football while the women <laughs> clean up. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. I agree. So you talked about, and you talked about people pleasing. Mm. And that is something I feel women are, especially mothers are very vulnerable to. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure we're making everybody happy. So that's, that's one pillar, right? Yeah. So it, they actually go in, in a very specific order. Um, and I'd like to read it to you. It's a little, it's a little, a short story. It's a very short story. And I, I make up a name to put with it. So we'll, we'll call her Jane. And so Jane started procrastinating. That's the first pillar of the imposter complex. And it led to feeling really overwhelmed, which is the second pillar of the imposter complex. And now that she's dealing with that, it's led to her inner critic, so the third pillar, kicking her butt with judgment and criticism and self-doubt thoughts. And then because of all that, she developed the imposter complex. Fantastic, not. And so she started playing small. And that's the, the fifth. And she started playing small so that she could stay safe and also so that she wouldn't have to own her expertise, which is the sixth pillar. And then she gave into people pleasing and overgiving, thinking that it would help. And that's the seventh pillar. And finally, she developed some crappy boundaries. That's the eighth and the final pillar and realized that she lost a part of herself along the way. 
That is a powerful story that really gets you thinking. So if a woman identifies with that, you're someone she could reach out to for some help. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why that's that's why I do it. And so those eight pillars, you know, this is not scientific. This is um uh it's but it's not anecdotal, it's somewhere in between because I've done uh, around 500 free sessions with people all over the world. So 26 country, 27 countries and counting. And from those clients have signed up for private sessions and group sessions. So there's way more sessions on top of that, but that's just free sessions alone. And after these past four years, I started to notice, wait a second, almost everyone's dealing with procrastination. While that's expected, they've got emotional resistance. <clears throat> But they're also dealing with overwhelm and they're also dealing with playing small. And these are all the things that they're telling me that they're dealing with. And so after doing this work for a while, I thought, okay, I need to make a framework because I believe any great work needs a, a framework. You know, Brendan Burchard has his high performance habits. Tony Robbins has his structured things. Um, you know, Carol Dweck, everyone's, uh, um, they've all got a system or, or something that they can hang their hat on. And I knew I didn't want to conduct a big full scientific study. That's not my, not my path. But I did look back at, at all the sessions that I had notes from, because I keep notes for every session, and realized, wow, there's these eight pillars. And I, I didn't have a number in mind beforehand. I, I hope I can get it down to less in the future, quite frankly, because eight's too many. But so far, there are eight pillars. And um, it really does. And it follows like that story. So some sometimes you can track it in one place. So if you're dealing with, if you feel like you're playing small in your life, and this is for anyone who's listening, if you feel like you're playing small, it may not be that you're playing small necessarily. You might have to look a little farther back in the chain. Maybe you're actually, maybe overwhelm is the thing that's most got you locked, you know, locked down. And that has a different approach. And until you deal with the other ones first or start getting some momentum back in your life, it's really hard. And this is why a lot of people fail. They hire a life coach or they hire a business coach or, or, or they just try to use willpower, the DIY approach. And they go, oh, I can't, I just can't stand up for myself better. You know, I can't be big in my life. Why can't I be bigger? Well, if you're procrastinating every day on the things that matter to you and you're overwhelmed all the time and your inner critic is kicking your butt around town and, you, and, and now you feel like an imposter in your own life, how are you going to stand up for yourself? How are you going to be big? It, it, it doesn't, you've exhausted your resources before, before that big moment comes. So sometimes it's good to take a step back, look at the, the full picture and go, okay, if I could start addressing those, those other ones first, I could get a bit of momentum. And then when it comes time to stand up for myself or to, to be bigger in my life, now I've got a, now I have a fighting chance. You said it starts with this emotional resistance. And that leads to the procrastination. So, but you're getting at the root of the problem. You start, you address that emotional resistance, you know, which could come because you're not being honest with yourself. Yeah. And then that leads to that chain of eight that you mentioned. And, and I think it's interesting. Now, to me, that's, that's, an informal scientific study, if you've worked with hundreds of people and, and you've spotted that pattern. Mm -hmm. But it begins by identifying, getting yourself in alignment. And I, I like your analogy when you're 
in, in my business, and you know, all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. People can learn how to use self-hypnosis, very similar to meditation to help reach their goals. But there are some situations and topics that are so closely that you're, you're too close to have mm-hmm. the proper perspective. It's like falling into a pit. You need mm-hmm. someone else to help get you out of the pit. And then you can keep going and make sure you don't fall into another pit. Mm-hmm. It sounds to me that this is what you're doing. You're helping those women who have fallen into that pit and you're getting them out and you're not just addressing the symptoms, the immediate problem, you're going back to let's get rid of that emotional resistance. Is, is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I can actually give a, a very specific example that, that just happened today um, on one of the free sessions that I do. And then I want to talk about, uh, if you can remind me, the, the bat in the cave analogy. Oh, yes. Because uh, I think that would, that would shed some light on, on all of this. And then uh, I had another thought. I was trying not to write it down. I was trying to stay present with what you're saying. Now it's, now it's gone, but we'll see if it comes back. So in terms of emotional resistance, that, that is the, that's what I do. I mean, my, my spiritual gift is I sit with someone and I hear them speak and I ask some questions and then I can hear or see where they are not really aligned, where they're telling a half truth or where they're lying to themselves. And I literally will hear it like words, or I'll just, I'll see it. It's usually that I hear, but sometimes I'll see it or I can sense. And so I dig deeper and when I do that, it helps people to see where they've been pulling a fast one on themselves for weeks, months, or years, where they've been out of alignment. And at first, most people will say, no, 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 you're off base. But usually by the end of the session, it comes around to like, oh, that's what you mean. And then there's a a bit of a light bulb that goes off. And it's not that I'm always right. I, I'm not one of those, you know, clairvoyants who I'm just 100% accurate. It's more like, uh, I, it, like a dog with a bone. I can smell it. It's there. It's somewhere. I know it's there. And I hone in and I get closer and closer. And then when we find it, we both know because it's as if the air gets lighter. And that's what happened today in a free session. So I was working with this woman. And of course, I'm not going to give any details that would give away privacy, but working this with this woman and we were doing clearings and, and it was going really well, but still it wasn't quite clicking something. And I could feel it. The air was thick and it wasn't quite dinging the way that I like it to. And then finally at the very end of the session, I asked, as I always do, how are you feeling so far? Are you feeling better, worse, same or different? And she said, Oh, better. You know, I've got some different thoughts. I feel like it's safe to expand and, and to grow. Um, so a little bit better. And I said, uh, but not quite. There's something else. Like there's just, there's something else. So we talked for another minute and we identified what it was and it was around safety that, that it wasn't, it wasn't safe for this person to be okay if other people weren't okay. And when we saw that, and when we cleared that belief, literally we both just kind of sat back in our chairs. She smiled really big. I could, it felt like I could hear clearly again as if there'd been static and now it was gone uh, and we both said, okay, that's why we had this whole conversation today. Everything else was helpful, but that was the whole point. That was the whole reason. That was the, the misalignment, the self-lie. 
And so the analogy that I that I use is a bat in a cave. So I'm like I'm like the bat in the cave, which is great because I always want to be Batman. It's always been a dream of mine to be a superhero. <laughs> and my clients are in the cave, they, they, they see a vision, they've got a dream for their life, whether it's business or personal, and they can see it at the end of the tunnel. And it's bright and it's beautiful and it's amazing. But somehow they got lost in this tunnel. And because they're focused on the light of where they really wanna go, what they know to be true about themselves, they're blind to what's in the cave. They're blind to the rocks, they're blind to the holes. And so they're bouncing around, banging their heads, stubbing their toes, falling into holes, going, I just, if I could just, you know, follow through on what I said I would do, if I could just, you know, all those self-motivation things, like if I could just spend 10 minutes a day tidying the house, then this would be so much easier. I wouldn't have to do a deep clean all the time. I keep thinking of house analogies because I see your living room behind you. So it, <laughs> it's, it's influencing my, my examples. Um, but it's like you've got lost in the cave. And so I'm a bat on the side. I can't see, I can't know the full plan what I can do is use sonar and bounce it off the objects and bounce it off the walls and say, whoa, 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 stop, go right. So you go right and you go, oh, that worked. And I go, okay, stop, now go straight. And they go, oh, and they go straight and that worked. I don't have the full plan. When I figure that out, I'll you know, triple my rates or whatever. But for now I have, I have the sonar. So that's, that it describes kind of how, how it all works. Wow. So do you start off working with every client with this free session just to identify where the rocks are? Mostly. So I've built my, almost my entire practice with this free session uh, offer. And so it's called the Align with Ease um, free session. That's an energy work, energy healing session. I do also do a business consultation for people that are clear that they're focused on business. They've been in business for three or five years. They're not brand new. Um, and they, they know they want to go to the next level and they're shopping around for the right person. So that session's a bit longer. We go a bit deeper. I do a bigger intake process, but the free session is available to anyone who thinks that they might want to do energy work. They want to try it out. They want to see if it's a good fit. And it's a 15 to 30 minute session, depending sometimes it's just 15 and we get a great result. Sometimes it takes a little longer. And yeah, that's how I start with almost everyone. Some people come and just book a session right away. They hear me on a podcast like this and they go, oh yeah, I'm just sign me up. I'm ready to go. Um, but most people come through the free session. Awesome. So is this the main, is this the only service you offer? Are there any other, you know, have you written a book yet? It's funny you should ask that because that's the third little hint that the universe has given me in about 24 hours. (laughs) (laughs) No, I haven't written a book yet. Uh, I would like to. The trouble is I don't enjoy writing. I, I love speaking and I love sharing in an auditory fashion, but I don't enjoy writing. So when I can figure that out, maybe just do an audiobook and someone else can transcribe it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, you know, I've heard that's done. I've heard of people who did that. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, so I do group programs as well. I do private sessions. I do, you know, an inner circle membership for those that are focused on business. Uh, and for those that are that are focused on personal, it's usually just session by session or like a mini three session bundle, because if it's personal, probably three sessions is all we need to really get a lot of freedom and joy and lightness in that area. Business is kind of over the long term. Um, and I do tons of free stuff. I've got my Facebook group and I do lots of videos. So there's, there's so much content that I put out that people don't really need to hire me. They could just kind of go get all the free content and get a lot of my best stuff. 
now wait a minute, should you be saying that? <laughs> well, I take the philosophy uh, that I learned from a guy named Tad Hargrave. He does marketingforhippies.com. Uh, and I, I really like his philosophy. He puts out so much amazing content and you could get lost in it. And, or you could hire him either privately or for a program and just get incredible results in a much shorter time with less confusion without needing to poke around and put it all together yourself. And that's kind of my take as well. Like I can put out all of my best thoughts in, in video and I, and I do, but when someone sits with me for a session, it's a, it's a whole different world. They, they, they can see, you know, in 30 minutes or 40 minutes, like, whoa, that's where I've been holding back and playing small for the last decade. And we just saw it in a session and now I can clear it and shift it. I mean, that's, yeah, that's far more valuable to do that in a condensed time than to take your own time seeing all the videos. That's just my philosophy. That is a good point. Yeah. Excellent point. So what's the best way for people to contact you? Yeah, there's, there's two ways. One is with that free session and, and um, the link, it's a little long to say, but we can put it in the session in the, the show notes is myspiritualclarity.com forward slash align with ease. And that takes you to the free session offer. Um, it's very straightforward. The booking process, you fill out an application form so that I can help focus the energy before we meet. So that's a really important step. And there's a preparation video to make sure that I explain all the weird things that happen during a session. When I, I twitch so that, you know what that means when I yawn, you know what that means. It's just different ways that energy processes in my body. Um, so that's the main thing. And then if people um, are a little shy and they don't want to meet me in person just yet, there's also uh, a mini meditation that's really powerful. Actually, I was surprised when I made it, I loved it. And then the feedback has been just surprisingly powerful and delightful. And that's again, myspiritualclarity.com forward slash seven, the number seven minute reset. So seven minute reset with the number seven. And it's a free meditation. It's there for you. People use it every day just to get back on track. It's energy work. It's a meditation and it's there just as a gift for anyone that would like to have it. Those are wonderful gifts. Now, were you able to remember the other point you wanted to make? Nope. It's gone. Oh. Gone to the spirits. <laughs> I love what you're doing. You're, it sounds to me like you are helping a lot of people. And you mentioned in other countries. So I'm assuming this doesn't have to be in person. You can do this by Zoom. Yeah, all of my, I, so I'm in Canada and I have almost no Canadian clients, which I find quite funny because again, through, I, I haven't targeted the United States and the Netherlands specifically. And yet that's where all of my, almost all of my clients are. Um, one in England, a few in England over the years, but it's almost, it's 60 or 70% US and then another 30% or so in the Netherlands. And we could get into a whole other podcast someday about why there's a unique energy and mindset about the Netherlands that is really attracted to my work, which is also similar to um, uh, Southern United States, the Bible Belt of the United States. There's such a connection there, but that would take, uh, you know, even more time to get into. It's fascinating. Um, but uh, yeah. Well, you, I th you said it right there. It's the energy you're putting out. And these are the people who are drawn to it. So it sounds like, and to me, this is really a gift. You have the ability to attract your ideal clients. That's what every entrepreneur wants. <laughs> That's true. Very true. 
Yeah. Will, thank you so much for your time. I am going to encourage you to write that book, <laughs> audio or otherwise. You have a lot of valuable content to share with the world. And we do need to comment on the title of The Healer Helper Paradox. I was just thinking the same thing. Uh, so I think if anyone wants to, and they kind of think back over the episode or listen back to the episode, you'll, you will hear this thread throughout the whole thing, but we, I just didn't say it uh, in this way. So what I've noticed, uh, and this is kind of a new, rev- sorry, I've seen this for the last three years, but this language of the, the helper's paradox is brand new. And that is that I've noticed in my work that the more a person needs to help, the less capable they are of actually offering that help. Wow. And I see this with the healers that I work with, especially as well as coaches and also artists. It seems to happen for women more than men. I have no idea why. And this is only from my personal life experience. This is not, again, not scientific in that way. It's just anecdotal, but I've noticed, and this is something that I suffered from for almost my entire life. I had a a need to save the world. I believed it was my job. It was my obligation to save the world. And I wasn't even raised uh, Christian. I just yeah. believed that it was my job. Yeah. And I suffered with that affliction for almost my entire life. And it wasn't until I was able to see the truth about that and to release it and let it go that I finally was able to start having clients want to work with me. Until then, clients would come, but then they would go because they would sense that I wasn't in business to actually help them get to where they wanted to be. I was in business to save them, to fix them, to help them. That it was, I needed to, I had a need. So I was coming in with my need. I was responding to their energy of need. This is a big one for parents, just side note. And when we respond to the energy of need, we end up creating more need. Now I want to be responsible and say, it doesn't mean when my four-year-old daughter says, daddy, I fell off the couch. Or like if she's crying because she fell off the couch, to ignore her and say, oh, I don't respond to the energy. That's not what I'm saying at all. Let's not, let's be responsible adults. Let's not be silly. I'm talking about your, your deeper energy, your beliefs. And so when I, when my clients shift that, when I shifted that, that's kind of like when life begins again, because now we get to work with people that we love working with because it's fun. We get to clean the house because it's fun. We get to do what we do for joy, not out of obligation. I was just going to, just to clarify. So as part of that, that you're no longer focusing, you had to let go of focusing on your need to help and just focus on the client. Almost. Uh, it was letting go of my need to help and, and allowing myself to focus on what I love and what, what my joy is. And that happens to be helping clients get where they want to be, but it could just as easily be playing the guitar and, and being a recording artist again. It could just as easily have been being a landscaper. I seem to really enjoy that these days. It could like it could go any direction. There's no obligation. There's no have to. There's no should. So, yeah. Focusing on the joy, not the need. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not the first person to say that. That's been around for, for centuries. Um, but I think this approach is a little bit different in that it's coming from a different angle of, the helpers of the world need to take a step back and, and, and kind of check themselves in the mirror and see what's your actual inspiring energy. Are you doing this to fulfill a a need that you have, 
Or are you doing it because you're coming from joy and love and you want to just have fun while you do what you do? And I think that's a bit of a different, uh, different angle. It is, it is. And I, I can't say that I'm real familiar with it. I think this is something that's going to benefit parents, mothers. Yeah. To approach your role as the mother, the nurturer of the family with joy and love, not a need, especially not the need to look good <laughs> and impress your mother-in-law. Yeah. And, and I think that's where this message has gotten lost over the years is that, especially in that scenario, you know, to impress the mother-in-law, we, we put the joy, we find, it's like we find the joy in the S-H-I-T. You know, we, 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 like we find it there instead of just go, whoa, why is there S-H-I-T there in the first place? Let's just, let's just get rid because if that's there, everything is just getting piled on top of that. You never get rid of it. It's always going to be there. So that's why my approach yeah. is, okay, where are you lying to yourself? Where are you being less than honest with yourself? Let's deal with that first. And then when you're mm -hmm. having joy, it's just joy. It's not, it's not the icing. Oh, sorry. This is an analogy I used to use all the time as a, as a coach many years ago. Stop putting icing on an S-H-I-T cake. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You'll always yeah. taste it. And I'm sorry to be graphic, but you'll always taste it. Let's just have, let's just have a real cake and put icing on top of a real cake. <laughs> Get rid of it. Oh. Yeah. Get a real cake. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Well, thank you, Will. This has been very enlightening. I've enjoyed this conversation very much. Yeah. And thank you for having me. This has brought out, it's part of why I love sharing in this kind of a, of a format instead of writing, because, you know, speaking with you brings out a whole new energy. I'm, I'm very much it's the person, the interviewer that I'm speaking to or the client that brings out different elements or, or dynamics of the work because it's not, it doesn't belong to me. It just comes through me or through my brain or through my spirit or whatever. So I really appreciate your unique energy and the completely different things that have come out of this conversation that I've never said before. And I, I can't wait for people to hear this particular episode, especially my audience who, although they're mostly business owners, are going to get so much out of this. So thank you for your energy and your willingness to, to be in this conversation and, and pull out whole new gems of, of hopefully wisdom. Thank you. And Will, you have a great day. You too. Thanks, Emily. We have just concluded another episode of In Support of Families. If you enjoyed the show and found it valuable, we appreciate you leaving us a review or recommending us to your friends. For more helpful resources, visit our website at insupportoffamilies.com. Join us again next week, and thanks for listening.